The following is a special presentation from Monument Bible Church. This is a Mission Sunday where we have testimony from Kayla Pierce, Joe Rohr, and a brief message from Travis Kaufman. Thanks for joining us. On Thanksgiving, um, while I was at home stuffing my face with food, um, even though the kids who are in the mission where I went are extremely blessed by the mission staff and they get food every day no matter what, um, the people outside those walls aren't as lucky and the families are struggling to find food to feed them every day. Um, one ministry that I participated in while I was in Haiti is um, Meals on Heels, which we took a bucket of food that was made by the Haitians in the mission, and we walked around um, parts of Haiti, and we gave, um, they brought out a bowl, and we dipped it in, and they, that's what they got, was a bowl full of food. And they were so thankful for so little, and we prayed for them all by name, and they loved um, us coming to them, and everyone was just so welcoming, and it was very inspirational. I'm glad I got the opportunity to go to Haiti. Before I really signed up, I thought that if God wants me to go, he will help me make it happen. And before I knew it, I was signed up, and I had received enough funds to go on the trip, and I simply just had to try. A lot of people miss out on so many wonderful things, such as mission trips, because they're too scared, and they just don't want to try, and they think it's impossible. Well, it's not. If God wants you to go, he will help you, and he will provide for you. I loved listening to the missionaries that were there already and the other people who came with me to the mission. Um, They told us a whole bunch of awesome stories of how God provided. One guy told us how he was in a different part of the country, and they were feeding a whole bunch of people, and they ran out of food. They were giving everybody fruit and everything, and they were starting to freak out, and then There were some military men, and they had a day off, and they heard about the little meeting and how they were providing food for everyone, and they went throughout the markets and bought all the food that they could, and they ended up going there, and everyone got food that day, and that's just an example of how God provides no matter what. Do you believe he will provide for you? Because he will. I didn't think about it until I was already home, but God placed me next to a person on a flight from my mission every plane trip. And if you know me, I worry a lot. And so um, if it wasn't for sitting next to someone in my mission, I would have spent the whole trip worrying about where to go on the next flight. It was such a great experience. And through it all, it only, only makes me say, how can I not give up my time to do God's work? There is no doubt in my mind that I would love to go back. Even though I was not there long, I was blessed beyond imagination. I hope I blessed people there, too. I took my camera and found a way to use that as a ministry. Um, The people in um, Haiti love their pictures to be taken because they don't have cameras, and they love pictures, and they love looking at them later on. Um, And so I got to watch a lot of bursts in Haiti, which is something that I really want to do. So what I did is I took pictures of the mom and baby, and another lady had brought um, a portable printer. And so I printed off the pictures, and then I had the pastor who was with us help me write Bible verses in Creole on the backs of them. And I ended up giving them to the mom, and I hope that one day her and the baby will read those verses and that that will um, 
plant a seed in their heart and they want to know more about God. I encourage each of you to examine your hearts and see if God would like you to join a mission trip. You aren't giving up your whole life, and even if you decided to do that, did Jesus not do the same for you? I know there are obstacles such as work and kids, but most of the people who went to Haiti with me had important jobs and kids as well. In closing, if you need any help or encouragement about a mission trip, I know Pastor Wayne would be happy to help. I've prepared a short PowerPoint filled with pictures to help you see how much fun I had in Haiti and give you a little taste of Haiti. So um, the first picture is flying over Haiti, and that's just to give you an idea of what their rivers look like. It looks like solid mud. And the other pictures are from on top of the mission where we stayed. Um, The mission was enclosed in gates, and um, it was really high up. And so Haiti is very pretty when you look just straight outwards, and then when you look down as a picture in the bottom left, um, gives you an idea. There's just dirt all over, and you see wild animals, pigs and donkeys just running around and dogs everywhere. This is just some more view. Every time that we left um, the mission, we had to go down this really steep hill, and it was muddy, and it was rocky, and there was trash all over. And um, the picture on the bottom left is a, it's like a market there. They have nicer stands throughout this, like, the town, but this was more a poor part, and you can see that there's just food on the ground, or there's just a sheet on the ground where the food is lying, so it's not very clean. And this is how people get their money. They just sit there all day long trying to sell things. This is pictures of the mission where I stayed. Um, The bottom left is where the birthing center was, which I spent a lot of time in. And then on top is where the orphanage was held. And the girls and boys, there's like little buildings that they all sleep in. And that's on the top right. That's where we stayed. They're like little dorms, I guess. And we just stayed on cots or bunk beds. Um, The top left is a picture of the Merriam Center, which is a special needs orphanage that they have there. And um, I went with the medical team, but there's other teams that specifically went for, like, the Merriam Center to help out. And the middle picture is of the chapel. We had devotions every morning and every night. And here's some of the food that we had. Um, They tried to Americanize a lot of the food, and I actually enjoyed most of it. Here's the medical part. Um, My friend Micah and I, we just kind of floated in and out of the surgical rooms, getting supplies that were needed. And... um, I actually got to scrub in on his surgery and actually help Dr. Holloway, which was extremely fun. And this is part of the ministry side. Um, that's an example. I took a picture of a baby and then wrote the verses on the back with the dates. And then that's the picture of doing the meals on heels. And then um, towards the end of the week, I got to go... Um, visit Tortuga, which is a little island off of where we stayed. And that was a lot of fun. And it was just kind of a little afternoon full of just kind of hanging out by the water. And um, you can see the hate, like the water 
where we stayed at, it's all muddy and dirty. But then when you get to Tortuga, it's really pretty water. So it just shows you the different cultures, I guess. And then here's pictures of the orphanage. And this little girl in the top left, her name is Malia, and she became my little friend. And um, she always came to find me and would ask for me when I was at the mission. And the little guy in the top right, he didn't live at the mission, but every single time I left the mission, no matter what, he always managed to find me, no matter what. And he would just ask my name and just always love to talk. And he was my little buddy, and he made me a bracelet. And, yeah, and the kids there, they just love their pictures being taken. And here's some of the team that I went with. These are just the girls that I went with and stayed with, and we all became very close friends. And I just wanted to say thank you again for all your support. Thank you, Kayla. I'd like to also have the privilege of inviting uh, Joe Rohr to come and share about his mission trip to uh, Slovenia and it really has got a hold of his heart and plans to go again with the team this time. So, hand over to Joe. Are you going to do this for me? All right. Am I on? I'm on. I sound like. Okay. Um, see a lot of familiar faces, so most of you know me. Uh, for those of you who don't, my name is Joe Rohr, uh, but to know me is nothing, but to know my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is everything. Um, I'm supposed to be standing up here with my beautiful wife, Beth. Uh, unfortunately, she had to work this morning. Um, so pray for her. She's a little bit nervous that I'm going to say some stupid stuff. <laughs> and I don't blame her, because sometimes I kind of, you know, if you know me, I'm the guy that always takes the rabbit trail and needs to be brought back in. Um, so I, t- I, I made some notes. Okay, so that I don't uh, mess this up too bad. Um, I understand what Wayne's talking about uh, with the rope. Um, A few years ago, my family and I took up repelling. Um, So I understand that, what it means. And when we left, when we uh, got ready to go to Slovenia, um, Wayne said, I got your rope, bro. I know what he meant. And I knew that he would be faithful with that. So um, as you walked in, um, you kind of saw, like, um, the banner. Uh, that was our theme um, for this trip, uh, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. 19. Um, go and make disciples in all nations. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> Watch that and listen to me. Okay, you don't need to look at me. Um, and what you're just going to be seeing is the country. You know, the country of Slovenia, um, how pretty it is, uh, the site where we went to. Um, and I'll get to those if I have time, because I told Wayne I would keep it under 10 minutes, so I can do that. Um, <clears throat> Wayne asked, um, or sent me an email, wanted to talk about, um, you know, why we had a heart uh, for missions, and, you know, how did God speak to us, and preparing us for it. Um, well, I guess I could blame you guys, the church, um, for preparing us for this, because we've been, we've been here for almost 20 years now. Um, we got involved in Awana, with the youth, um, we got involved in teaching Sunday school. Uh, we got involved with youth group, and so, and plus, we have five kids. So, I guess uh, youth and ministering to youth, um, God has been preparing us for this for 
um, the last 20 years. Um, we've done some small terms uh, mission trips with the church before in the past. Uh, we've really enjoyed that. Um, this last January, February, when um, we got an email from the Word of Oz saying, hey, would you guys prayerfully consider coming out and helping us with a mission trip this summer? Um, I got the email first, and right away uh, my heart was saying, yeah, man, I want to go. I want to be there. Um, but I was like, slow down, wait a minute. Um, there's another half that you have to consider. You know, you might want to see if your wife wants to come along. Um, so uh, I waited until she got the email. We have separate email accounts. Um, so I talked to her that night. She was at work, and I said, hey, I said, you get that email from the Word of Oz? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, what do you think about that? She's like, I really want to go. Okay. For me, that's a clue. That's sign number one, you know, because I'm like, um, after I first read the email about going, I'm like, okay, yes, I want to go, but God, is this something that you want me to do? So slow down, pray about it. Um, I'm kind of a visual guy. I need a sign, okay? I need something to, like, hit me right in the face and say, yes, Joe, I want you to go. This is God talking, you know? That's what, that's what I need. Um, so Beth and I were talking. We are like, let's just pray about it. Do you guys mind if I move around? I can't stand still in one spot. Um, <clears throat> so we're like, yeah, let's pray about it and see what happens. Um, later on that week, I think it was a Wednesday night, um, I'm here for Awana, I'm walking through the hall, I'm talking to one of the parents, um, about Slovenia and about maybe going, you know, if that's where God wants us to go, and I look behind him, and there's a sign on the wall that says, what part of go don't you understand? And I'm like, there it is. I mean, there's my sign right there, standing right in front of me, posted in the foyer, um, so that's how um, I saw it as a sign. And then um, Beth was like, well, uh, we should probably you know, pray some more about it. Uh, it's going to be expensive. Hopefully the funds will come in. You know, If the funds will start coming in, then we know, okay, God wants us to do this. Um, we sent out a letter to family and friends. Uh, some church <coughs> members said, hey, we're going to put on a fundraiser for you. Uh, so the money starts coming in. So, okay. There's another sign for me. Um, it's interesting how God knows how each one of us works and what we need to know that he is in our life. And he just happened to know that's the kind of signs that I need. I need confirmation. You know, I need something in the hallway. I need someone, an encouraging letter. I need someone saying, hey, we're going to do a potluck for you. You know, and then the money starts coming in. Um, so that's how he, uh, that's how he prepared us. Um, and was, and was speaking to us uh, beforehand. Um, there's two other things I needed to talk about. Um, how did God speak to us during the trip? Um, <clears throat> uh, the travel went smooth. You know, traveling, whatever it was, 20,000 miles across the country. Um, we didn't run into too many glitches. Uh, the people were open and friendly towards us. Um, I thought there'd be a language barrier. There was a little bit. Uh, most of them spoke pretty good broken English, about like mine. Um, so we, we, you know, we were able to get along. Um, the kids were really the kids that were on at this English camp were very interested in Americans and American life, um, what we do, um, how how things work over here, because um, they're just used to things different there. Um, Slovenia is not a poor country. Uh, they're a very prideful country. Uh, 
Uh, they're very clean. Um, most of them are, I would say, middle class or upper, upper middle class. I uh, did not see a whole lot of uh, poverty in the country. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing that was lacking was the, the belief in anything other than what's going on right now. Okay? The belief in whether there is a God, um, whether God sent his son. Um, some of them, you know, if, if you're a stat person, I can get you the stats, but a lot of them believe in Catholicism, um, but most of the country, they say, is atheist, um, just don't believe in anything. And so those were the ones that we were, that we were targeting, the, the, the young kids there. Um, and that's how we were targeting, by teaching them in English camp, um, <clears throat> get them in to learn them. We are going to learn them some better English, get them in there to teach them something else about English, um, and then at the same time present them with the gospel. You know, so we taught them English during the daytime, and then we presented them the gospel at night. Um, a couple other ways that God spoke to us during the trip, um, specific examples, uh, is when we were talking to, uh, we were talking to this one, one little kid. He's uh, about a sixth grade, sixth grader. His name was Giga. Um, he was really interested, um, for those of you who have you know, ever shared the gospel with someone or, or taught a class, and you see the light bulb come on above their head, you know, when they get it, they understand you know, two plus two is floor, and they're like, oh, yeah, I got it. Um, we're, we're talking um, about the gospel, and we're talking about, see, look at that, even old guys can do young stuff. Um, and uh, he's getting it. And it's like the light just clicks, and his eyes gets really big. And he goes, I think I got it. I'm like, well, what do you got? He goes, God and Jesus, they're the same, right? I'm like, yes, they're the same. And he's like, I knew it. I knew it. You know, he snaps his fingers. He's like, I get this. He goes, I think I understand. By the end of the week, Giga was one of the ones that prayed to accept Christ. Um, he got it. <clears throat> and also during the week, um, I think it was the largest camp that, that this uh, Josiah Adventures had ever done. Um, there was over, man, I forgot the numbers. I don't know. There was over like 60 kids in this camp. Um, by the end of the camp, uh, 10 of them had prayed to receive Christ uh, and follow-up letters. Um, there's almost an additional 22 after that, after camp, that have been in touch with um, Sean and Christine Wordabaugh and some of the other missionaries there. Um, so I guess you could say it was very uh, fruitful. Um, but, um, you know, not only was God there, and speaking with us. Uh, and I don't want to give uh, too much attention to the evil one, uh, but he was there also. Uh, and they prepared us for that because, you know, he's like, where there's hearts that are getting prepared uh, for Christ and for God, there's also uh, the devil knows this, and he wants to try and stop that. And that happened, like, on the first day. I mean, I remember this little uh, 12-year-old. We have a slack line out there, a uh, slack line, um, it's a wide webbing runs between two trees. Let young kids like to do it. You try to walk on it and keep your balance. Um, I didn't try and do it. Uh, this little kid, he gets like halfway and he flips and he falls. He breaks his arm. You know, it's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, no. You know, the kid broke his arm. Well, we don't have a doctor in the house. Um, they decide to wait. But anyways, they take him to the doctor. And sure enough, he's like, yeah, you broke your arm. Um, you know, you have two choices. We called his parents and they're just like, 
Um, well, it's up to him. Does he want to stay, or should we come and pick him up? And the kid's like, I like this place. I want to stay. So I'm like, all right, take that, devil. You know, we're going to keep him. Um, second or third night there, a uh, young girl came up missing. She had left, left the camp. Um, they were concerned about some suicidal thoughts. Um, we go out, we find her, pray with her. It's like, devil, take that. You know, we're not going to give you any of these kids. You know, we're fighting for these kids. We're fighting for their souls. Um, and if I can say this, I was almost arrogant towards them. I'm like, all right, that's two. What else you got? I got some prayer warriors here with me. What else you got? I, I know, that's kind of arrogant, isn't it? Challenge the devil. Um, <clears throat> so I'd like to, I got one minute. Okay. Um, as the pictures go, hey, that's where Sean and Christina live. Word of us. Those were the missionaries, if you didn't know. Those are the missionaries that we went to support. Uh, they live in, I'm going to butcher the name, Kochiria, Slovenia. A uh, population of about 3,000 people. Um, that's their home. Um, okay. The uh, last thing I want to talk to you about um, is if you're thinking about a mission trip. Um, whether you're young or old, uh, I can remember... I can almost remember. I'm going to say a few years ago, but when I say that, it's more like 10 years ago. Uh, as you get older, that happens. A few years is like way back. Um, Travis was up here. He was talking about a missions trip. Um, I was sitting right there where the Woodwards are, and he was encouraging people to come. Right away, you know, my heart was like, ooh, yeah, I want to go, I want to go. Um, I didn't go. And, you know, the missions trip carried on. They went, they did what they were supposed to do, came back. Um, my heart sank when I didn't go. I felt terrible. I felt like I had told God, um, I got other important things to do, I can't go. Um, I don't want to do that again. I don't ever want to feel that way again. So I would encourage you, you know, if you know, you're listening to missionaries that come in or you read one of the stories or you're connected up through email with any of them, um, and it sounds like something that you would want to do or you would want to participate in, then jump in. Both feet, go for it. Um, one of my greatest examples was uh, June and Casey Bauer when we went to Mexico. That's Christina Wordball. That's Sean's lovely wife. Um, we actually weren't in Slovenia here. I got 30 seconds. We were in Croatia, which is, you know, Slovenia is about the size of New Jersey. You can drive across the whole country in like two hours, you know. Uh, kids were just amazed when I told them that um, my kids play sports and I drive six and seven hours to watch them play sports. They're just like, man, you'd end up in the ocean or in another country if you did that here. Um, so we drove south and we were down in Croatia, uh, which is right next to the Adriatic Sea. And so our second to the last day there, uh, we hung out at the Adriatic Sea, uh, swimming and playing and stuff. And uh, I, had told, uh, I had told Beth and Sean and Christina word about it. I was like, you know, this is incredible. You know, two weeks ago, I'm a redneck in the middle of the heartland of America. And today I'm at the Adriatic Sea swimming with my wife. I was like, is God good or what? And two days later, we were back. Anyways, um, I would encourage you um, with missions, missions trips, 
Um, you know, if you can't go, be a prayer warrior. Um, thanks to all of you, we, uh, we had such a successful trip because I know countless of you and your friends and your family, whoever has email, uh, were praying for us for those two weeks while we were there. And so if I didn't tell you in uh, the bulletin that we put out, um, after we got back, I'll tell you now, thanks a bunch, really appreciate it. Uh, Lord willing and Word of Oz willing, if this is something that's going to happen uh, this summer, um, I would encourage you, you know, to pray about it and see if this is something that you uh, you want to do. Um, hopefully there'll be something forthcoming after the first of the year, uh, whether we're going to make another trek over to Slovenia. So thanks, I appreciate it. Well, before we close, uh, Travis is going to bring us a short little message and about uh, his heart for missions and how it's grown here in this church. And he's been sharing a lot with me about that. And so I'd like you to listen to what he has to say. Here. And um, we'd love you to get behind his heart and his prayers and um, what he would like to see done. Thanks, Travis. Okay. <clears throat> got about 30 minutes of stuff, so we're going to condense it very uh, quickly, but this is a really fun Sunday for me. I'm excited about it, like Joe was just sharing. Um, missions trips have been something that I've been a part of, that I've been able to participate in, and it's shaped and molded my life um, from the time that I was in junior high, high school, until today. And so uh, I just want to share with you just a few things about missions I'm part of the missions committee here at Monument, and uh, since Wayne's been on board, we've kind of been revamping things and going through our mission structure and what we want to see um, happen with our missions um, here at Monument Bible Church. And so I know that missions is not just going to other parts of the world. Uh, missions really starts here, and it starts with the individuals of the body. And so as we, um, I guess, get fired up about the gospel, the good news, of Jesus Christ, as that impacts our, our world here locally, um, that just broadens and goes um, to bigger and better places. And as you've seen in our um, foyer and on the screen earlier before the service, we have a lot of missionaries that we support, um, that we are able to come alongside of financially, but also prayerfully, and to hear um, just what they're doing and what, um, I guess, kind of the impact um, that Jesus has in the area that they are. Um, so what is missions? And just a brief definition is the vocation or calling of a religious organization, especially a Christian one, to go out into the world and to spread its faith. Uh, it's a strongly felt aim, ambition, or calling. And I know that international missions or uh, maybe short-term missions isn't necessarily for everybody. There is part of that call and I know that everybody is probably called to a specific place. Um, but I hope that if, if God is laying on your heart or even urging you, maybe pushing you a little bit, that you'd be open to his leading when it comes to missions. Because I know that for me, it was a really scary thing um, to kind of take that step of faith when the opportunity was there. But there's so much that I benefited from that. Um, 
we look at missions as an opportunity to go and spread the, the gospel, and that's what we do. That's our purpose, and that's what our mission was. Um, but yet there is something that God does during those times um, in the individual that I think is just incredible. So as we go back through, we look at the Great Commission. Um, Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, you know, that's, that's what we're here to do. And whether that's in a foreign country, whether that's in this country, um, we are called to spread the good news uh, in our area, in our sphere of influence. And we see that in Acts 1.8. It says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Uh, what, a, what a neat command, but also there's promise and there's hope. Because there's power that comes in the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. And so when we talk about missions, missions is not something that, oh, here's this thing I signed up for and I'm going to go do. It's something that God is going to be working through us, and he has given us the Holy Spirit to help us. And when we talk about Acts and just the, the impact of the gospel being spread, here's just a little graphic that shows that when, when Jesus said, you're going to go do this, it wasn't like it might happen. It's this is going to happen. And it did. And I mean, here today, we are, you know, across the big ocean. Um, and we know the good news of Jesus Christ. And it was because people were faithful. Um, and they were empowered by the Holy Spirit to go and spread the good news of what Christ has done. I have some pictures from, I went to Uganda in 2009. So the pictures that you see alongside these verses... Um, are some of the pictures that I took while I was, was in Uganda. These are children's feet, um, a little girl. I was just amazed at how they walk around with no shoes and their feet are so calloused. Um, they kick rocks when they play soccer and walk through thorns, and it just made me hurt just to look at their feet. Um, but it was, so, it was so awesome to be put in a different culture, in a different place, um, to be able to experience that. Um, and, and I'm encouraged, too, to know that this little girl uh, heard the good news of Jesus. And, and that's a, you know, a lasting thing that I know is that his, his word was planted, and uh, hopefully it will continue to uh, grow. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.17, when we talk about what motivates us for missions, I really think that it comes back... Uh, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Um, are we motivated because of what Christ has done for us? And to take off that old self who lived for, for just me and was concerned with me, but to know that through Christ we have a new purpose, we have a new outlook. Um, it goes on in verses 18 and 19. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconnecting the world to himself, 
not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Um, what an awesome verse. What an awesome passage to look at. When I think about missions, so often the question is asked, will you go? Will you be willing to um, take a step of faith? Um, and I've said yes in the past, but I've also been kind of like Joe, where I've said no. And, and there is, uh, I think, a, a huge missing out um, on what God had in store for me. And, and yet the times that I did go, um, I hope it was with the right motives, is that I have been created new in Christ and that I want to see people come to know Jesus. I want people to know the truth um, of what he has done for mankind. Jesus is our hope, and uh, that's something that we should share with others. So we're going to talk real, real briefly just about missions here at Monument Bible Church. Um, pray, send, go, and give. And the first thing that we want to start out with is prayer. When we look at our missions is that we want to be praying. We want to be lifting up our missionaries in prayer. Um, and I encourage you to continue to do that if you are. And if you haven't, maybe consider um, praying for our missionaries. They are in places where they have um, struggles financially, physically, um, just politically at times, and they need prayer. And that's something that we have um, just great power in is prayer. The other thing is um, be praying about missions. Maybe personally, um, is God uh, challenging you to go out and to, to minister? Uh, we have opportunities for local outreach, um, you know, our, our community. Uh, we have our, the Potter's Will. We have um, the Jeremiah House, which I'm, I've heard that they need people to prepare, prepare meals and uh, to serve meals at the Jeremiah House. Um, but also we have a, a missions team that uh, we want to encourage others. We want to encourage our, our missionaries. And so this is part of that, our Christmas project. Hopefully we can come alongside of them to encourage them. Um, missions is, is, I mean, there's all different aspects of it. And uh, we have service projects. I know that there's been times I've been a part of missions where they were service-oriented as well as um, to go and evangelize. Short-term missions teams, you've heard uh, the testimony of a couple people today. And uh, then also long-term missions. I think it would be so cool is to see people from Monument Bible Church to have God lay on their heart to be raised up to go and be sent somewhere um, for the sake of Christ. And a lot of times we, we kind of focus on maybe more of the um, success of college and pursuing a career. Um, but maybe that's something that we might be praying about and considering, is that is missions something that might be what God wants me to do? Um, maybe I don't want to be a, a lawyer or a doctor. Maybe God wants me to go and to reach people who don't know Christ. So these are all things that, that we, um, as a missions committee, as a missions team, 
um, have looked at, and, and there's a lot more that we can go into on the different breakup of those. Um, but we want to come alongside you guys. If God is laying on your heart to go on a short-term missions trip, or maybe has called you to go into full-time uh, missions work, um, we want to be a part of that. And so we'd love to have you come in and share with our, our missions team. Um, I know the pastors would love to hear from you as well. I, I'm not going to go into this in a lot of depth at all. But like I said, um, in 2009, I had the opportunity to go to Uganda. And I've shared before about the impact that this trip has had and, and made on my life. Um, I've been to Mexico, I think it's six times now, on short-term missions trips. And those were service projects as well as um, some evangelism. This Uganda trip was strictly evangelism. Uh, I can swing a hammer really well, but to go out and to share um, and evangelize the good news of Jesus is really something that takes me out of my comfort zone. And so when I was considering this trip, praying about it, that was the biggest thing that was holding me back was the fear of being able to present the gospel to people. And uh, God was faithful, and God is faithful, because he, even though I had a lot of anxiety and fear, um, to take a step of faith and to trust him, the return that I got was just incredible. The way that he um, stretched me, the way that he grew me, was such an awesome thing. So this is a, this is a slideshow. I like how they don't drive on their roads in Uganda. Um, they drive beside them because the potholes are so big. But this is my brother-in-law in the yellow and uh, another buddy, pastor friend, Mike Tharp. Um, we ate at a Chinese restaurant in Uganda called Linglings out in the middle of the bush. It was kind of a funny place. But this is uh, Mandela Stadium. And it's just a quick little glimpse. There's lots of orphans in Uganda and uh, lots of little kids that need to hear the good news of Jesus. There's one slide that I want to show you. Um, that's Chris Willett, if you know who he is. He's a little bit younger in that picture. Um, see if I can get to it. This is a, a Sunday morning worship. So it's a little bit different than what we do here. And I just grabbed my camera and tried to catch a little bit of it. This is the, what we did was we, we helped plan a church. And so the, the group I went with, they paid for a church building as well as a, a parsonage. And what we did while we were there in Uganda is we went in the area where this church was built, we went hut to hut um, to tell people about Christ and to invite them to come out to some crusades at night and then also to come and attend a church. And it was a, re, a really neat way that they had it set up because as people came to know Christ, then you would be able to take their name and the pastor would be able to follow up with them. So it wasn't just sharing and leaving, but there was follow-up as well. So here's the, the empty uh, church building, and uh, this was the first Sunday in that church. And that's a pretty, pretty awesome picture to me. Um, and then outside of the church, because not everybody fit in. But that was uh, our one week. Um, you know, I'm... I'm just amazed at what God did during that time. And God knows their hearts, um, but to be able to bring the good news of Jesus to people is such an awesome experience. 
And so like Joe said, I want to challenge you guys. If, if God is laying on your heart, if he's just maybe put the thought in your mind about the possibility of missions, I would just ask that you would prayerfully consider that. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that you'll be able to make excuses to say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a part of that because maybe I don't quite measure up to what I think I'm supposed to. Um, God is sufficient, and you can trust him. And so I challenge you with that. Uh, Here's a little quote from Warren Wiersbe. Ministry is not easy. If we are to succeed, we must be motivated by the fear of the Lord, the love of Christ, and the commission that he has given to us. What a privilege it is to serve him. So we'll have uh, more information about some trips, short-term ministry opportunities that uh, we'll be having coming up here in the next year. And uh, so I challenge you to be praying about that right now. But let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for your love and your grace, for your goodness to us. I thank you for the good news of the gospel message, the truth of your word. Lord, as we are in December, as we are moving closer to Christmas, as we think about uh, your son, the birth of Christ, the hope of the world, Lord, in his willingness to go and lay his life down so that I can have hope in this life. Lord, I pray that as we think about that, as we are uh, no longer... um, living to the the pattern of this world, Lord, but that we can be transformed by you. Lord, that we would take that day in and day out, that we would look for opportunities to be missionaries in the sphere of influence that we have. Lord, that as we think about being an ambassador for you, Lord, that we would be able to proclaim the good news of Jesus to those around us. And Lord, if you are laying on our hearts leading us to go and, and serve maybe a short-term mission or maybe even long-term. God, I pray that you would give us just the faith and the courage to trust you. I thank you that you are sufficient. I thank you that um, you are mighty and powerful and that anything that we fear, um, we can give to you uh, because you are the one um, who we can rely on. I thank you for your faithfulness. Just pray that you'd uh, bless this uh, day, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.